May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. It's a bad idea to check your retirement portfolio the day after the Brexit vote. These words posted on Facebook by a friend of mine constitute the only financial planning advice you will likely ever get from me from this pulpit. But this lesson, which my friend seems to have learned the hard way, reveals a basic truth. Sometimes costs and values fluctuate, and sometimes they fluctuate at a pace that can make you absolutely nauseous. Jesus talked a lot about economics and even about financial planning. We see it a bit in today's gospel where he's talking about calculating costs. He's speaking metaphorically, of course, but it's helpful to think about what he's saying and to do it in actual economic terms. For those of you who have perhaps not cracked an Econ 101 book for a while, it's helpful to remember that there's a difference between cost and value. The value of something is its relative worth how much people want one thing compared to something else. The cost of something is what you give up in order to have it. Cost is real and personal. My friend gave up a lot of money to invest in his retirement. He could have spent that money on nice things for himself now, dinners at restaurants or maybe a nicer home, but he, instead he put it in that IRA. That's the cost. The value, however, is comparative. Usually the value is related to the cost. My friend valued a stable retirement future for himself more highly than an extra dinner out with friends. But Sometimes value is related to what people think about something. And sometimes when th people think about things like the future of trade in Europe, value can change dramatically. We make decisions about costs and values countless of times every day, and not just in financial terms. It is one of the benefits and one of the burdens of living in a free society. As small children, we began to learn how to balance the time we spent doing homework and studying with the time we spent with friends or playing sports. The cost of our doing homework was that we missed out on some fun. The value of doing homework was that we would get better grades, or so we hoped. At some point in our childhood, we learned that values were indeed relative. I remember that as a child in my household, I was paid an a, a dollar for every A on my report card, which made the cost of doing homework a little bit more bearable. 
until the day I learned that the boy across the street from me got $5 for every A and a dollar for every C. My reaction to this news was a milder form of my friend's reaction to the news of Brexit. Why was my effort suddenly worth so much less? In today's gospel, Jesus talks about the cost of following him. Not the value, but the cost. He talks about calculating the cost, which means that the question that everyone should be asking themselves right now in response to today's readings is, what am I willing to give up to follow Jesus? What is my faith costing me? We often think of cost in terms of money and reading the Bible. It's certainly easy to think that Jesus was always talking exclusively in financial terms. But Jesus is really talking about cost. About what we value, how we determine worth relative to other things. He's talking about those little trade-offs we make every day as we decide where we will spend our money our time, and our attention. Now, I found that often as we contemplate our choices, we are mistaken not about the costs, but about the value. Because value can sometimes be measured in more than one way. I understood growing up that each A on my report card was worth a dollar. But I'd also learned that it was worth something more in the future in terms of giving me access to more challenging classes in high school and in terms of much later getting into college. And so those A's were worth the cost. But how many choices do we delay or make with imperfect information because their total value isn't obvious? I suspect we all know someone who has delayed or avoided getting reading glasses or bifocals because they know the cost, not how many dollars for the glasses, but the cost of pride. The fact that others will see them as getting older or imperfect. But until they break down and put on those glasses, they don't know their true value. They don't know how much they'd be missing until those glasses revealed their worth. We spend an extra hour at work because we think we understand the cost and value involved. The hour costs an hour with family, which is like any other, easily replaceable, we say. That extra hour at the office, however, gives us overtime pay or a sales bonus or a promotion. What we don't know is that the true value of that extra hour of family, which might have brought us closer to our spouse, allowed us to hear our child's first words or hear another fond reminiscence from an older loved one. 
We avoid the cantankerous neighbors because we think the value is obvious, an hour of peace instead of listening to them complain again about how things aren't as they used to be. What we don't know is that beneath that hard shell are loving people who yearn to have close ties with their neighbors like they used to have years ago. The true value of that hour spent building a relationship might yield years of help and kindness in the future, but we will never know because we don't like the cost. We laugh half-heartedly at jokes that denigrate others or threaten violence because we think the cost, the cost of standing up to friends and colleagues and proclaiming our faith that God creates and loves those who are different from us, we think the cost of that testimony is too high. And the value, well, what are those people going to do for us anyway? We don't know the true value of justice or of love. We don't know how the world would look if we all moved a little closer to God's dream for all of us. We sleep in or stay home rather than go to church for the sermon, the forum, the program, because we think we know the cost. The co that hour will let us catch up on sleep, unwind from a long week at work. What we don't know is the value of learning more about God or of what God might be saying to us through that sermon or of the relationships we might build at church to carry us through difficult times ahead. Sometimes it seems we can only see the true value of something in hindsight. Looking back, we say, yeah, I probably shouldn't have invested so much in that volatile stock, or of course I should have spent more time with my loved one before he got sick. But things are never so clear at the time. Hence the great upset when our hierarchy of values comes crashing down suddenly, when something, a referendum, a tragedy, an illness, something shows us that what we thought was important really wasn't worth the cost at all. In such a transitory time, it's natural to ask Jesus, how can we cal calculate that true cost? And Jesus, when we hear scary things about God in church, like you predicting doom for the rich or family strife, or Jeremiah talking about God planning evil, well, why should we think that God, of God as being worth the cost? What is the value here? In our world, the value of almost everything changes. Sometimes it changes slowly. My last car, bought new for about $15,000 12 years before, was worth only $500 at the trade-in. But it had driven me over 160,000 miles in between. That change of value was slow. Sometimes value changes quickly, as my friend's portfolio did after the Brexit vote, and sometimes we cling to things far longer than we should, 
not seeing that their true value is not what we believe it to be. We are human and imperfect, and so we don't know it all. And we are afraid of the cost of change. Like the person who won't try new glasses, we deny ourselves wonderful opportunities because we are afraid that the cost of changing course won't yield true value. And so some of us spend years in grad school sacrificing time and money only to discover that we're really called to do something else. Or we spend years tending to a relationship only to realize that the other person in it didn't feel as we do. On the flip side, sometimes we neglect a relationship to focus on a career until a sudden illness makes us realize what we've missed. We ignore those stutterings in our soul, nudging us to spend time in prayer or with the Bible or at a church program. And then we find when the unexpected hits that we have no faith or support to cope with it. So many of our decisions involve cost, what we give up in order to get something else, but we don't realize the value until much later, the value of what could have been. The joy, the satisfaction, the sense of worth that come with becoming the God, person God had intended. We human beings have a remarkable knack for taking the blessings God gives us and turning them into idols of being grateful to the thing and worshiping it instead of being grateful to God and worshiping God. Or even worse, of thinking we had earned the thing entirely on our own and cutting God out altogether. Which is why Jeremiah seeks God as a potter, constantly rebuilding a pot. It sounds frightening, especially as we hear the chilling words of God telling us, I am devising a plan against you. How is this the prophecy of a loving God, we wonder, and yet it is. Because like the potter works clay to take out the impurities and make something beautiful, God can work through us, taking out the things that are distractions bringing us to become the beautiful thing we were always meant to be. God sees each of us as valuable, as worthwhile, worth the cost of being in relationship. And each time we falter, each time we are imperfect, God is there. God doesn't mark down our worth on, on trade-in, doesn't put us in the discount sale bin when we mess up. God created us and knows that every single one of us belongs in the bin marked irregulars. But that is how God made us. And God loves us even when we display our very worst instead of our very best. If we are willing to be put ourselves in God's hands, we can become better. We can trust God to smooth out those rough patches, to shape us into those beautiful things God created us to be. It will cost us time, 
It will cost us our desire to be in control. It will cost us our pride as we have to admit that we are not as great as we tell ourselves we are. It comes at great cost. But when we are ready to pay that price, we have the opportunity to buy into a relationship that will only go grow better and more valuable with time. For God alone is good, God alone is eternal. In a world where technology updates every day and financial bubbles burst, and even friends and family can be fickle or just all too human, God is the one constant. God is love, reaching out to us, pushing us to leave aside distractions to follow Jesus. And so, whatever you have to give up, God is worth the cost. Amen.